Welcome back, everybody, to Man Plays with Cable. I figured out the, uh, the focus right thing, so, you know, winning. Hey, you got your mic working. Kind of forgot about that yesterday. Yeah. It's been a lot. I spent about two hours on this yesterday, Brad. I tested it with two, two different other computers, and uh, well, I figured it out. But, um, yeah, I, I, uh, I will say it was uh, not my fault. Focus right gave me the wrong software. Mm. Which I duplicated on other computers. Like when I tell, I put in this exact model number. It gave me the software for like a different version of the devices, and uh, I Googled it, and they were like, "Oh no, no, you need this one." So I was like, "Oh, <laughs> thanks for offering me that from your website, you idiots." I feel like the word "duplicate" is a generational term. Like I don't use the word "duplicate." That feels like a very fax machine, copy machine sort of. Okay, how would you say it? Replicate. Copied. Hmm. Copied. I don't know. Like, oh, copied. Okay. Because to me, duplicate reminds me of my dad, where he spent some bought some expensive VCR thing. I mean, could copy from yeah, one v- sure. one tape to the other to back it up. I, dude, you're lucky I don't use the term mimeographed. Um, wow. I used to use this thing in the very early days of grade school when it was, you know, then was ancient technology. The type of thing where you have like the goes over a roller and you you peel off the thing and it's got like a it transfers ink somehow. So. Well, it's this is steam engine level technology, Brad. It's if you want to get into the modern electric age, you can listen to this message from our sponsor. Is your Active Directory vulnerable to cyber attacks? Active Directory is the number one attack vector involved in nine out of ten attacks. Because of legacy Active Directory misconfigurations, it is a prime target for cyber criminals. To find and fix AD security vulnerabilities, you need Purple Knight, a free community Active Directory vulnerability assessment tool that is used by thousands of organizations to scan for indicators of exposure and compromise. Purple Knight provides a vulnerability assessment report and prioritizes recommendation guidance so you can quickly find and fix legacy misconfigurations that leave your core identity system open to attackers. You can also use Purple Knight to scan for vulnerabilities in Azure Active Directory, which is notoriously tricky to secure. Stop worrying about security gaps and download Purple Knight today to find out where the problem is and how to fix it. You can find links to Purple Knight in the description of this podcast. So I read the read the story com- coming mm-hmm. from, uh, I believe it was the Wall Street Journal. Mm-hmm. They're saying that Copilot, uh, specifically on GitHub, I believe, loses right. an average of $20 per user per month. That is... A lot of money. That's a lot of money for that and they've got That's a lot the of problem users. They, this is, this is the problem so this is tied to why they are charging how much more per month per user for microsoft 365 like 30 the exact, like that yeah it's 20 dollars more per month right yeah. that's the and google did the same for is doing the same for do it ai for workspace customers so it seems like this is maybe the break even point or at least the the point where it's an acceptable loss um you know, and this is why Microsoft is racing to make uh, chipsets of its own, mm-hmm. both for uh, the data, well, mostly for the data center, but I'm sure they're doing something with whoever on this client as well. And um, all the PC makers are doing it. Uh, all the phone makers are doing it, <laughs> you know. Um, someone asked this question, I think, in a comment. And I, you know, it's it was weird to me. I'd never thought of this, but um, NVIDIA this past year has become one of the top five companies in big tech by revenue. Mm-hmm. Um, 
their rise to fame is a, a sort of a weird matter of circumstance, right? They, it just so happens that these graphical or processors are good for AI, but AI-specific chipsets are probably going to be a lot better. So there's a, there's, a, there's a real possibility. Like, they might just kind of come and go, right? Um, they probably have enough customers now that, and I'm sure they're working on AI-specific chipsets too, right? That Not just GPUs, but... Um, it it's it is kind of a weird deal. Like we're in this interim uh, spot now, where Nvidia is you know humongous. Because really, uh, really grown up. That is. Yeah, yeah. I mean, because that thing, if you just if you, all you do is make GPUs for gamers on PCs, I mean, it's a business. Yeah, it's not anything like this <laughs> business is now, though. My God, yeah. it'd be like Google without the ads. Like, yeah, there's a business there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, well, good for them. We'll see. To your point, yeah. how long can they stay on top? They might, and maybe it's perpetual. Who knows? Maybe they always that's, just are the best they, of the they best. Could ride it. Yep, that's true. You know, if Microsoft say this, uh, sort of jokingly, sort of dead serious, Microsoft mm-hmm. doesn't have a great history of building chips and their own custom hardware, and so, like, I'm not seeing Microsoft building an AI chip and like superseding what Nvidia does by any. Means. or what intel or amd does or whatever yeah. yeah i mean i i suspect it's really probably in partnership with those guys although they do you know they've done their azure sphere chipset thing and they've done some stuff i mean i you know you can buy your way into excellence right hire the right people yeah i don't know i i no one does i mean we'll see we will see that's uh i don't know it's possible yeah, I guess maybe as early as next month we will find out if their AI chip yes, is whatever. Ignite. Yeah, that's right. Yep. So uh, the other non-shocking thing to come out is that Activision tweeted out or just put out into the universe. They're like, look, we are working to close this deal as fast as possible. We're not putting Call of Duty on Game Pass, which... Oh, in case anyone... I, mean, I wonder yeah, if they like... saw something in the sales like, we're down a bit. Maybe if people are thinking... That's what's going to happen. I'm just going to wait for that. You Maybe know? that's a very real thing. Yep. Um, yeah, and this is a, this is an issue Microsoft's going to deal with. We've talked about this. I mean, how do you handle? I mean, they've done it for their own first party games so far, but it, I mean, I know Halo is big in some way, Forza is big in some way, but I don't know compared to Call of Duty. Like, that's a that's a <laughs> that's a tough decision, right? Yep. I mean, we'll see. Yeah. I think most Xbox, uh, Xbox Game Pass people would kind of understand whatever the decision is—a six-month thing. Maybe you wait, and then it becomes it gets there later. Maybe. But then, what happens if people just wait? <laughs> They're like, "I don't have to play this now." Or they think... do what they did with Starfield, where they make it available on day one on Game Pass. But if you pay for that premium version, you get it about five days earlier, and you get an extra thirty dollars uh, out of people. Hmm. You know, speaking of which. Um, I turned on my Xbox for the first time since the beginning of March the other day, and I uh, I did I've not played a game on it yet, but I I updated it right mm-hmm. as you might imagine. There was a lot of updating, um, and I did end up uh, pre-ordering the new Call of Duty because I want to see the I, I I need to see these maps. This was uh mm-hmm. this was arguably the high point for the series. So modern versions of those maps is very interesting to me, and we'll see. Well, you'll have to let me know how it is because my poorly timed vacation, which is turning out to be a terribly timed vacation because Call oh, of yeah. Duty's coming out. Uh, it's supposed to rain. Beta. There's like a hurricane 
tropical storm hitting while we're flying through. It's just going to be a great time to have an oh, good vacation. Oh, well, speaking of timing, I got my ship notification from my Google Pixel, which will or will not arrive before <laughs> I fly off to Mexico on Friday. So yeah, I'm gonna our um, our nephew's coming over today to kind of he's going to stay here while we're mm-hmm. gone and take care of the cats, whatever. And we're going to have a little conversation about some of the things you will or will not be doing for me, <laughs> which include one thing he will be doing for me, I bet, is um, they've also sent the box they send so I can return my trade in. Yeah. I don't think that's going to arrive. I think that one's definitely going to be late. They sent that one kind of, it was like three to five business days. I was like, oh, that's not going to make it. But I'll get that thing ready and be like, look, you're probably going to have to do this. Yeah. But there's a good chance if that thing doesn't arrive Thursday, you know, we're leaving the house on Friday at one. Ooh. That's not when that stuff comes. No, it, 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 you know, it, it comes late. So yep. uh, he's going to have to be here because he's going to have to sign for it or accept it in person or whatever. So if it doesn't arrive Thursday, I'm going to need two big requests for him. And then I've sort of considered, like, I mean, should I ask him just to ship it to me? And get like a prepaid envelope ready to go. Like, mm-hmm. you know, but you know what? I think I'm just not going to do that. I, I, if if I don't get it, I will. I'll write my review of the iPhone. I'm even using that. I'll, I'll, that will give me enough time, and I'll just—I mean, I'll have to do it late. There's nothing I can do, but it's okay. This is like a—I don't know. I don't know what to do. There's nothing else I can do, right? Just, I'm a victim of timing. Or poor choices. <laughs> yes, exactly. 